Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Hello, everybody out there. It's a beautiful day. I'm up in Woodstock today, and it is really fantastic. I'm Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down that not-so-yellow brick road of life, and life is something we shouldn't do alone. So I invite you to spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain. And I am so excited about the show, Finding Your Voice, today, because it's not just about singing. It's about recognizing and releasing energy that gets kind of trapped in our bodies and learning to breathe properly, which is such a problem for me. I have to constantly remind myself to breathe, especially during like stress times or when I'm really busy. I find that I hold my breath and it really stops the flow of everything. So it's it's really critical for all of us, especially when we're stressed out and busy, to remember to, you know, take a moment, take a breath. I have secretly always wanted to be able to sing freely. And I love music. Great singers inspire and just motivate me. I love listening to them. I really respect their their talent, their instrument. And despite my enthusiasm... Uh, to, you know, just be able to, like, kind of sing and freely around the house. I find that I'm, if there's someone else in the room, I, I barely can sing above a whisper. And um, I don't know, I get this vision of elephants kind of stampeding, should I dare try to belt out a note, and it stops me every single time. So if you want to learn how to move blocked energy and take your music outside the shower and into the living room without breaking any windows. You are lucky because today Amy Fraden's here to show us how to find the music within. And I want to play for you a wonderful uh, recording by Amy. It's Small Town News from her album of the same title. She sings so sweet She'll take your troubles down On a Friday night in that bus stop town And the working men Come out to see her To catch a spark or two And all the women Drink in the songs Like the hope They've learned to cling to She is is critically acclaimed recording artist. She's also a member of the group Prana, and she's the founder of the Vocal Visionary Training Center. So welcome, Amy Fraden. Thanks for being on the show today. Well, it's a total pleasure, Kathy, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> your singing is so, your voice is just so, so beautiful. I mean, what a gift. It really is um, a pleasure to listen to. Thank you. <laughs> 
<sighs> so let's let's start at the beginning because I think besides you being, you know, just a fascinating woman to know, um, let's start at the beginning of, of uh, you grew up in Connecticut. Your parents are Ramona and Dana uh, Fraden, legends in the illustration and comic book world. So I just have to ask you this because um, what was it like growing up in a household, first of all, with beloved characters like Brenda K. Starr, who I secretly wanted to be my entire life, and, uh, and superheroes like Batman and Superman and Aquaman? What was that like as a child? Well, you know, I I I'll, I never give the answer. I think people fantasize, but you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I first of all, I'm I'm I was never into comic books, and my mom is in the next room right now. I just want you all to know, and she's on her way to the comic convention in San Diego, and I I adore her and her drawing. I have much more of an appreciation of it now, but back then. Um, my father was, you know, uh, drawing cartoons for the New Yorker magazine, and he was in his studio up in the third floor, and my mom was on the second floor in her studio drawing for DC Comics and later on Brenda Starr, and I was an only child, and I was just bored to tears, and I would go from one one of their drawing tables to the other, and I would sit under the drawing table with a piece of paper on the floor, and they would drop crayons and pencils down to me, and I'd have to draw all day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, <laughs> I I don't. Um, it took me a longer time to appreciate what was happening. Although it was fun, you know, creativity for a child is always fun, you know. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, to me, that would be like a dream come true, you know. It's just yeah. wow! I can't. I mean, that's that's really something. So, can you? I mean, I'm a stick figure person myself. Can you actually? Do you have creative ability? Drawing? Yeah, yes. You you learn I learned by osmosis for sure. I can draw, although although I'm much more um fidgety and action oriented and so I was I was never um I don't think I ever really wanted to be an artist, you know. I don't I don't like to sit for any period of time. <laughs> um so the you know, acting and dancing and singing were were much more um up my alley and um my father always sang all around the house I and mean, he was Actually, that's an interesting sort of uh, piece of, of the work I do now. My father just sings happily and freely all the time and wants you to sing with him. And, you know, and my mom will not open her mouth to sing. It's it's a rarity when you can hear her sing. She's very, very shy. So I sort of had both of those aspects um, growing up. Wow, that is, that is really interesting. So what I think you did... Um, inherit some of those superhero qualities because, let's face it, you have a solo career as a recording artist, you perform with Prana, uh, you run the uh, Vocal Visionary Training Center, you have private clients, you're an interfaith minister, which I can't wait to talk about, and do you still have that chicken? No, he passed away many years ago. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. Can we tell people? Yeah. I, mean, I, lo- I love birds, and Amy just... She was like the most beautiful adopt adoptive mother, and she took on this uh, chicken. He was ill at the time, right? And you were nursing him and taking him to vets, and you just really took yeah. care of him. And I just, oh my yeah. God, it was just, you know, for <laughs> me that I mean, that's really true love, you know. So how did you uh, find your way to music to discover your own voice? Well, you know, I I I th- I was in school to be a dancer. That's what I kind of thought that maybe I would be um, when I was younger. I mean, I I 
studied dance from age three on, and as I got older, that just seemed to be more of what I was interested in. Um, but while I was there, I started to, I just, by happenstance, um, I sat down next to a, another sophomore college student at NYU my first week there, and she said she sang, and I don't know why, but the words, I do too, came out of me, because <laughs> at the time, I just, you know, I didn't sing. I mean, I, I sang, oh, sure, in chorus or whatever, but I wasn't a singer. And uh, she said, well, there's an audition for the, the coffee house at, at NYU um, next week. Do you want to do it with me? And I said, sure, and didn't have a clue how to sing harmonies or anything. I had to sing, you know, the melodies. And uh, But we got the audition, and that sort of started it all. Um, it, yeah, that sort of started it all. That was it. That's really amazing. So you just you got booked right away, and you were performing there on a regular basis? We did, and I, I have to give a lot of that to her because she could play guitar and she knew a whole bunch of songs. You know, we did stuff like I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane and The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down and stuff like that. <laughs> and and at one point she she got mad at me because um, I couldn't sing any harmonies, so I was singing all the melodies and she wanted to sing some of the leads. And so I I I don't remember actually how I learned how to sing harmony. Maybe she sort of helped me you know, with, with harmonies, but I would stand on stage with her with my ears plugged so that I wouldn't lose my harmony. But I did, I you know, I always, I was always happy on stage and comfortable there, and I, I think that that, you know, her ability to do the music and my ability to be comfortable performing were a good team, you know. <laughs> and At so, but you were studying dance. Do you think the dance kind of helped you, you know, and your comfort level on stage to perform? Um, well, I always liked to be on stage. Um, ever since I was little, that was a place I wanted to be, you know. But um, but dancing, I can't say enough for studying how to be in your body with with mm. with grace and sense of yourself, and you know. And and there's there's um, therapies that are based on body awareness, you know, such as bioenergetic therapy. And having, you know, it's short of ever doing that kind of in-depth study of how the body affects your life, you know, studying dance is very potent, and it's certainly good for any kind of theatrical endeavor. You know, you're going to have much more of a sense of how you are and how to move your energy and, and like that, yeah. So, yes, it, so was, it was very you important. you regard it, it's important to be able to dance, too. I can see that if I'm uncomfortable you know, just being in my body, then how can I get up and perform <laughs> doing anything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's um, true. Uh, it's true. Uh, you regard <laughs> the music as a spiritual inquiry of discovery mm -hmm. and um, and affirmation. And so can you talk a little bit about that, what you mean by that? Um, you say ask me that question again. It's about the music that I sing, or be, or doing music, or um, yeah, just clarify that for me. Yes, your music. I guess your singing and your writing, and you know, putting your records together, and the work that you do in general around you know being kind of a vocal healer. So you're taking like your spirituality into the process. Can you? Talk a little bit more about how that originated and, and what inspired you to, you know, blend both of those worlds. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, you know, spirituality 
basically that word comes from inspiration, inhaling um, life, you know, and and then the inhale, the act of inhaling and exhaling is the very creative force that keeps us alive here on the planet. So when I'm referring to spiritual inquiry, I'm I'm referring to um, the the ongoing, constant. Uh, self-examination and uh, desire to be a better part and a more whole part of everything around us and everything inside of us. Um, so for me, this, certainly the singing has been a huge piece in that. I didn't, I mean, I was you don't have to say I was 19 when I first started really singing. So when you're 19, you have just so much spiritual or self-awareness you know I can I mean I look back in hindsight and I had years of learning to go but insofar as I knew that when I sang something really uh, integrative happened in my body and in my mind and in my heart and I felt good and I felt empowered um, and I felt uh, connected and so it was you know it drew me in to to continue to do that it was sort of a, a lifeline of sorts as well because there were things from my childhood that had caused me great pain and um, the singing was like a release you know a release of that stuck that stuck energy or feelings and then um, you know further along uh, my journey I also got involved with um, the Phoenicia path work and other uh, other spiritual and self-transformational things such as uh, the woman divine it was led by a woman named Sage Walker. And I would do retreats and, and vision quests and like that. And then the whole idea of, of finding your voice. Like, if I'm here on this planet, what um, what is my purpose and how do I convey that? How do I convey that? And one of the main ways we convey it is through our voice and the things we say and do. And, and also just the essence of who we are through our voice, do you know? And um, so that just became more and more and more uh, a central part of why I was singing rather than just that I wanted to get a record deal, you know, <laughs> or or be famous or whatever. It just began to be the calling in my life. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's, did that answer that's the question? That's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. And, th- and so from that, you created the Visionary Training Center, one led Obviously, that's kind of led into working with people, helping them kind of move the blocked energy to be able to sing. Right. Well, also, I ended up going into um, my own therapeutic journey, and uh, through the incredible guidance of some of my early teachers, um, through bioenergetic work and lots of self-expression work, um, psychodrama work, you know, all sorts of stuff like that, I really, uh, I went through it myself. And so when people started to ask me to teach them to sing, um, I think they were just drawn, you know, on some level that we don't know what that is. You know, they were drawn to my particular way of teaching or being. Um, So when I teach, it's not just about learning how to sing, although that's fine, you know, that's a very worthy endeavor. But mostly people are coming to really try to get in touch with a piece of themselves. And since that journey has, you know, I've gone through so much of that myself, then I'm, you know, I'm able to help others, obviously, from a deeper place. 
And can we can you describe just for people who have never done anything like this, like a little bit of what your process is like? If I if I come to you, what does that look like? Well, you know, I'm not sure that it looks like any one thing <laughs> because really it's all about the <laughs> it's all about the person mm-hmm. who comes. You know, they right. I I don't um, every now and then when I'm working with somebody, I will think ahead about what I might want to work with with them. But mostly people come and I, I talk to them in the first session and I find out where they're at and and it's, the, the exercises that we do are, you know, some of them are just standard vocal exercises, but, but I always uh, frame it in an area where you can go deeper inside and find out more about yourself through doing, through moving the energy through your voice. And um, so it really is an individualized thing, even though some of the form remains the same. And, um, you know, right. depending, on, uh, depending on a person, sometimes we talk more than we sing. Sometimes we sing way more than we talk. Sometimes I do a little bit of, of body awareness work with people. Um, this isn't the individuals. You know, the, the, the group things are, are based on this, but they're, they're a little bit different because they're a group and they usually have a goal. Right, and and the goal at the end of some of your workshops is to perform live someplace on stage. Sometimes, yeah. Um, I I I absolutely strive for for comfort, uh, for people's comfort, and uh, whatever it is, it has to be because it it feels safe. There's so so much wounding that people have around their voices you know i can't i can't tell you how many times people come in and sit down in front of me and just start crying and before they even i was one of them (laughs) yes (laughs) and um you know and they have stories of people telling them to shut up and that they sounded this or you know all sorts of stories people who have been um, abused or or molested who had to keep quiet you know there are there's a, there's there's as many stories as you can possibly imagine. So it's really important that whatever um, whatever the goal is, let's say in a workshop, is is uh, the people who come are ready for that goal. So sometimes the performances, and I don't call them performances actually, I just call them offerings, are um, are just with each other. You know, once we've built safety and and uh, trust in the group, and then right now I have an ongoing group that the whole idea of it is to bring that self awareness into community service. So they are in fact going out, and they're all responsible for for finding a community service place to to um, give their offering. And some of them were were absolutely you know stone cold terrified in the beginning. And some could barely sing, and they're all out there doing an incredible job now because the process itself is transformational. I love that bringing the you know process into the community and being of service. So I am definitely going to come back and jump on your wagon <laughs> to do that. <laughs> I think well, that having you on the wagon is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think that will be really. That that has to be not just rewarding, but so um, so beautiful on so many levels, you know. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, right now the only audience I have is my my parakeet and my green cheek Conyer, who I'm absolutely Lady Gaga to. They love my singing, but <laughs> anybody else runs <laughs> for the hills at the moment. <laughs> well, you know, Kathy, I I just I would like to use you <laughs> as an example. Um, that you know we in a, in a funny way even though i went ahead and became a singer 
I can parallel my story with yours. Um, still to this day, and, and I've been singing for 30 years professionally. I've had record contracts, and I have indeed sung all over the world in different groups. I still have trouble identifying myself as a singer and feeling like I'm worthy of that position. And um, that doesn't stop me because I happen to love singing and I get enough good feedback that it keeps me going, you know. But I, I, I found my voice in the teaching. And I'm mm-hmm. hearing you finding your voice utterly in, your, in the service you're doing with this radio show. This is your wisdom and it's coming through, you know. So then we keep working on the places where we're more frightened, like singing, you know, because they help. They're just, it just seems like it's part of our karmic process, you know, to to find that deep place and unlock it and be free, be free. Absolutely. But, no, you're so right about not that. Always in a, yeah. And it's not always in a place where we're comfortable, you know. <laughs> but um, Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, after, you know, I, I took the lessons with you, I understand that your neighbors kind of sold their homes and moved. <laughs> oh, no! Don't you all believe that who are listening? <laughs> oh, You're a character. <laughs> Even the, yeah, I know. The chicken, you know, the rooster used to crow. I mean, it used to be really something that... But, uh, no, but you are... <laughs> You are so powerful, and your energy is just so unique, and it's true. The moment that I came in, I remember when I first uh, opened up my mouth, I think that happened to me. I just, you know, started to cry. I could feel all of this blocked energy, and it was interesting because, you know, you do create an extremely, you know, uh, trusting environment, and I knew and I could feel instinctively that you were going to help me move that energy out, and you did. And that opened up such a Pandora's box for me that that it's true. I wouldn't be able to sit here and do this had I not, you know, uh, done the work with you. So I really appreciate it because I am finding my voice thanks to you, and uh, and uh, I really appreciate that. So let's talk a little bit, too, about, because I'm fascinated with this, about uh, prana. Uh, you also sing with this group, which is Tibetan Buddhist uh, multi Phonic chanting and uh, and throat singing. Um, should we listen to a little bit of that, and then can we? We have a couple sure. minutes left. Want to chat about that a little? Okay, sure. here we go with Prana. Let me just tell folks to please uh, go to uh, uh to find out about her, you know, touring schedule, uh, to purchase CDs, and just get some more general information about the Vocal Visionary Training Center and everything to do with Amy Fraden. We just listened to a cut uh, from Prana's uh, record. And um, can you explain a little, is it Tuban? 
Grotzing, am I pronouncing that right? I should have figured this out. Tubin. Yeah, Tubin. That, that's not, that isn't really what we're doing. We're doing, um, you know, and, and this is this group is led by Baird Hersey. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually not an expert at this. I'm a trainee <laughs> who's lucky enough to be learning on the job. Um, uh, and, and I actually will make a little addendum to that. Um, Har- this is all about harmonic overtone singing, and what that this the CD that you just heard—that's Krishna Das singing one of his chants, and then that's Prana singing the overtone backup to it. Um, so what wow. you heard in the background was was all voices doing harmonic overtones, and um, the harmonic the, basically every note has uh, notes that that sort of echo off of it, and it's possible to sing two notes at the same time. And um, you do that by, by manipulating your your mouth and your tongue and your sort of moving these subtle little movements that, that um, you know, change the harmonic overtones. And um, that's a little different than the throat singing, but I don't know enough about that to really address it. Mm. Um, no, that's okay. But that's anyway, fascinating what you're saying. My God, that's certainly the advanced course. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's really neat. And and um, most of us make those overtones, like even while you and I are talking, well, you know how when you hear somebody's voice and you, you either you don't like it or you do like it, uh, just you have a gut reaction to it. You're hearing their particular way of talking is creating certain overtones. So you're you're responding not just to the sort of generalized quality of their voice, but also those those extra sounds that our ears aren't even tuned in to picking up. And God huh. knows, you know, <laughs> what messages we we hear in that. But um, so I'm involved with prana. I got involved with prana um, in part because just from being a singer for so many years, I'm naturally good at overtones, although when I joined, I really didn't know what any of them were mathematically you know that's been something i'm i'm still learning it's quite it's quite difficult actually quite a science yeah it sounds difficult i mean it sounds fascinating actually and uh so are you touring uh either solo or uh with prana upcoming that we can tell folks about now um i have a prana concert at the end of the month where is it at? It's Sacha, a yoga studio in Rhinebeck. Oh, great. Now, but, you know, you can, they can go to pranasound.com, um, I think, pranasound.com, okay. or, or look up Baird Hersey, B-A-I-R-D-H-E-R-S-E-Y. Um, you'll find prana through that. And then I'm, I'm playing with my music at um, the Colony Cafe this Saturday, the 23rd in Woodstock. And uh, touring, I do, most of the touring I do is with groups that you, you know, well, I work with the Vanover Caravan when they have uh, the Woody Guthrie show going, but we don't tour in this area anywhere, you know. And uh, then the other thing is a closed thing. It's a corporate interactive called Face the Music um, that is really great. We go into big corporations and get them to write, play, and sing a blues song based on their corporate issues. So, um I tour oh, with them. That's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Well, I, I, we have about uh, let's see, thirty seconds left, um, 
uh, before I go into, uh, you know, just uh, sharing with people what's happening for next week's show. But I have to, I feel so lucky to have had you on the program today. First of all, your schedule is like, you're the busiest woman in, on the planet. So I appreciate you taking time out and, and coming and joining and me today and being on the program. I hope you'll come back to see us because we're fascinated with what you do. And uh, and uh, everybody go to www.amyfraden.com and once again check into the Vocal Visionary Training Center. And Amy, thank you so much and I really appreciate it. You're a doll. And um, I can't wait to come back and continue with you. Thank you so very much. <laughs> this is great, Kathy. Hey, well, Great. We'll we'll see you. We um we invite you to fan us on Facebook. If you missed us live, you can listen to the show in archives. It's blogtalkradio.com, behind the curtain, all one word. We're on every Tuesday at noon, and we'd like to be your office mate. We're on we're a no-calorie show, so have a DTC, behind the curtain salad, during your break and bring us along. You can also load BTC onto your iPod and take us with you on your walks or your run. We would love to be part of your show, and we invite you to be part of ours. And next week, if you're going to get stuck in life, please let it be with acupuncture needles. Acupuncturist Eric Tischler, who is an extraordinary healer, will be here with us to talk about Woodstock Integrative Medicine and all the amazing healing modalities they offer. It is worth taking the trip up from New York City to be treated by Eric and to experience the Woodstock Integrative Center. From the moment you arrive at their facility and rest your eyes on their beautiful sculpture garden, the healing begins. And I went to Eric suffering from symptoms that other medical professionals could not help me with, and he nailed the diagnosis, began treating me, and after years of struggle, I am seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So if you suffer from symptoms that don't go away, tune in. Eric will be here to help us. This is Kathy Barrett, smiling from behind the curtain, and I'll be back next week, and I'll hope you tune in. And until then... (laughs) 